Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Right, we have um, uh, some sort of boring normal people. Uh, I'm included in that very much. So, uh, so I'm Liam, but we also have Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Well, I'm in the boring. Li- oh, this is. A well, yeah, just because you're always here. <laughs> That's true. That like is. a bad. Spell. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you are the the sort of. Josh Ruffles, Sam Long. So it's not bad, yeah. but you're always there. Could be worse. I could, Whether you're I, thinking yeah. of sort of Wilder, Map, Pet, well, uh, Wadder, like you, you're still there. I could be at Tut Manor, couldn't I? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> See, I mean, this could kick off in a minute. Um, <laughs> right, we've also got Dale returning. Hello, Dale. That You're one of the first um, sort of exciting uh, prospects. Okay. Hello, Dale. Hi, Dale. Well, thank, thank you for that. Hello, how are you? Uh, all right, thank you. Um, and Good. we also have the man himself, Mr. Oxford Mail, um, Dave Pritchard. Uh, hello, Dave. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Uh, does the hello, Dave, mighty boosh thing, is that annoying to you or? I haven't had that for a, for a very long time, actually. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, it might get annoying as we go on, but um, for now, that's fine. We'll, we'll stick to Pritch because I think that's <laughs> your the, the affectionate nickname. Yes. Um, uh, a Gillingham fan, I believe. No, are you? Uh, no, I, see, st- I started you... covering Gillingham. I, uh, I, I've been told that would annoy you, so <laughs> I thought I'd throw it in nice and early. I have a feeling I know where that's come from. <laughs> um, right, okay. Uh, so uh, you obviously um, write for the Oxford Mail. One thing that I've been looking at a lot in the pre-season, and I, I can't not do it. I think it's partly because of the whole lockdown thing. Is looking at Anytime the club tweets anything, um, all the comments, and they're sort of driving me more and more mad <laughs> the more I see it. I think you have at the Oxford Mail some of the most amazing comments in terms of, I don't even know what some of them mean. Do you have to deal with those or is that someone else? Uh, well, on the website? Mm. Um, yeah, that's dealt with some... Well, I've, I've managed to steer clear of all that. Uh, someone they So someone else gets to see... well. You, they'll only get to see them if someone sort of complains about them, basically. Um, so, yes, they are unmoderated until someone um, doesn't, you know, has a problem with one. But, uh, yes, I, I very rarely stray below the line. I mean, to be honest, whenever you see the little number next to the uh, story where you see the number of comments, you you, you do, it, when it gets into double figures, you do get a bit worried yeah, that, uh, you know, they're pointing out something that's, you know wrong in the story or but quite often it's just three people arguing amongst themselves and it's possibly the same person under different um you know, user, <laughs> usernames so but you've uh, also got i think the thing that's been annoying me today and I, I tweeted about this from the uh the fence end account earlier um sorry to shatter the illusions we do it we don't have a separate admin person um but the the club tweeted something and the first three tweets that responded to it asked stuff that was in the article mm. and all they had to do was click oh yeah i don't know it it just drives me mad um right anyway let's talk football um so who have we signed let's go through signings uh simon i believe you have a list up because we don't want to miss anyone <laughs> off well, i've got the wikipedia page open so um... it can't be faked no. <laughs> well, Rob Atkinson, although he's not a signing to, or this summer, is kind of new to us because he went straight back out on loan. Um, but we've also Joel Cooper from Linfield, obviously Matt Taylor from Bristol City, Sean Clare from Hearts, 
Dylan Asongani uh, from Milton Keynes and Derek Osiyar. From... See, Pritch, Dale, you both write about these these players. Um, so if worse comes to worse, you can copy and paste. When some of these names come in, <laughs> do you worry for Nick Harris? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, there are some... It's been quite good to have a mixture of players we've heard of before and players that we haven't. Um, I think under Michael Appleton, we had a lot of players we'd never heard of, never never been on our radar. Um, with Carl Robinson, uh, a lot of them have been players that we have seen before and sort of wanted to get in. And then the occasional Gavin White, Mark Sykes type signing. This is a real mix um, and not just from um, from the English leagues. Uh, we've had a few from Scotland and, and Ireland recently, but sort of Fire Norden and, uh, and the French leagues. I'm not going to say, you know, Brest, because it's just it, it's, it's a, a rapid decline, I'm sure. Um, right. So I think we all watched at least sections of the game last night. Uh, if we start with Rob Atkinson, because that was the first name you mentioned, Simon, um, looked really impressive to me. Were we were we all impressed with him? Let's start with Dale. Let's let's kick you off. Yeah, I thought he um, he didn't look out of place. I didn't think, to be honest, it looked like he'd been with the team for for well, I mean, he has been with the team since January. I know he went back to Eastleigh briefly, didn't he? Um, but yeah, he didn't look out of place. I think he. Obviously, if or when, it's probably when is the more likely, but when Dickie goes, um, I think he'll come in and he'll do a good job, to be honest, um, going on from what we saw last night. Um, yeah, I think he's he's definitely one to, to fill the boots, I think. Yeah, you mentioned when Dickie goes, uh, Pritch, before <laughs> before I sort of call you, how often do you have um, secrets that you know a while before it becomes public? I'm not going to pressure you for any today, obviously. You're definitely in my job. It's basically it's all about information managing. Uh, so yes, there's a, there's a lot, you know, at any one time that you're aware of, but you can't divulge because of you know you were told it in confidence, and if I mean you, know, you could uh, put it out there, but it'd be the last thing you ever got, you know, off the record. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot of trust involved, uh, and yes, there's oh, I mean hundreds of secrets at any one time. I would, I would think it's quite it can be quite difficult to um, remember what you know what's on and off the record at times. But um, as for okay, Rob so Dickey, you tell I'd... us some of the stuff you know, and we'll tell you <laughs> if it's in, in the public eye. Uh, I interrupted then just as you said, as for Rob Dickey, and I want to hear the end of that sentence. I do carry uh, on. I don't know anything more than than is out there really. Um, you know, I think it's been pretty unusual in the way that United have pretty much said from the you know the minute after the game at, at Wembley you know he's they they would be amazed if he's still a, a Oxford United player come when the window shuts in the middle of October I mean it feels like um you know I, I would be amazed if that if that was the case you know he, he he's going it's just where he goes I, I think yeah it, it certainly seems that way um and it, I, I guess on the flip side of that, until he's not here, he is here. Mm. Um, uh, so we'll we'll sort of see how that plays out. I, I do wonder if in that particular in, 
uh, incident or it, that particular case, um, whether the salary cap has meant it's less crucial for us to have the money. But obviously, if the money's not going to players, it can go to someone somewhere else in the club. So, so that might might not be the case. Um, talking about uh, signing specifically, um, Marcus McQueen. McQueen. Uh, I'm going to say that wrong so many times. McQueen. Um, looks pretty impressive. Uh, strong, pacey, um, good vision, good uh, positioning. Um, at, I. I know you don't like to get drawn too much on on how players look in pre-season necessarily, <laughs> but I, I'm more or less quoting a tweet you said the other yeah. day. Um, <laughs> but you think he looks good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've been really. I mean, like you know, as I said, yeah, I've been fooled hundreds of times by people playing really well, you know, in pre-season and and then not doing it when the minute that it counts and and vice versa. But yeah, I really like the look of him. He, he's um, got a bit of everything like you say you know he's got there's a bit of class there but he, he can dig in as well um he's got a really interesting cv and he just he feels like one of these players who you know just needs a home for 30 40 games to to really see what he can do um and you know oxford in the past has been quite good at providing that home so uh, yeah i've got high hopes for him without sort of throwing him under the bus straight away <laughs> No, I think that's that's uh, very true, especially when you look at... I, I think that's the big thing with Rob Dickey. Um, it's important that the club don't stand in his way if he gets the opportunity to go, uh, because Cameron Brannigan, it seems, wanted to put things right and he chose to stay. Mm. And the second the, the club step in and go, no, actually, we're not selling him, the next youngster won't want to go to us because he'll be trapped with us. Yes, so I think I... it's really important you, you've got that like, OK, will you come and play with us until you've got a bigger offer and then uh and then we won't stand in your way but how about you get us promotion in the meantime yeah i think you're right I mean, it, that's the model and you it, the, the you know the clearly there's a balance to be had in terms of how many you let go and that i think carl and i would agree with it that you know in the last two or three windows there's been more go than than is ideal but um you do need to keep that conveyor belt turning and it's not just a financial thing it's a like you say, it gets it's a reason why people would go because, you know, some people will see it as a, as a stepping stone. And that some fans may sort of balk at that idea. But, um, you know, if you come play 100 or 150 games and go on to a higher um, league club for a you know, big profit, then, you know, I don't see the problem in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fraser, I'm going to give you a nice easy one to talk about. Cooper. Oh, well, I mean, if we need to have watched last night's game, I'm not the best person to come to. (laughs) 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 Because I didn't watch it. (laughs) Well, I wasn't, wasn't, I I just didn't fancy it. I was was, uh, was doing something else. But... um, Oh, uh, you're doing something else. That's a bad excuse. (laughs) I'm not going to press you because the second you go, I was actually... um, preparing a funeral or whatever i'd like i mean that's not good listening no no, so, no, no. i was just uh you know just out, out and about out and about oh, well i had why why is this who cares what just i was say doing councillor business <laughs> yeah councillor stuff like councillor stuff yeah yeah <laughs> shall i just ask simon about him yeah well no 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 because no, i want this one this is a good one <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean it's uh, uh uh he's coming from somewhere that's been very good to us isn't he uh in the last uh 
last few years especially and um yeah it looks looks really exciting um it's um i don't know how we do this there's no other club doing this with the, with the uh with irish players how do we how do we keep fit, seeming to find these great players in ireland it's like it's like is anyone else aware of this or is, do we just manage to do it I, I and no one else knows <laughs> what's probably helped is is purely off the back of gavin white Oh, okay. But Gavin White comes in, and and before before long he's in the international squad. Obviously, you know, <laughs> there's international <laughs> stuff going on yeah. with um with the Irish Northern Irish uh, situation with Mark Sykes. But then the second the second then Mark Sykes is contacted. Well, look what they've done for Gavin White. So if you're then the third player that gets contacted, if you're contacted by four other clubs those other clubs might work out. But if you're contacted by Oxford United, you know for a fact that yeah. you're being monitored by the right channels. So yeah. that's got to help yeah, absolutely. Um, in, in a similar way. And, and, you know, he's one of those who, as soon as we signed him, all the stuff came online, didn't it, about how, how great this guy is and what a prospect. And a lot of people actually saying that they couldn't believe he hadn't gone to, he hadn't come over to England sooner. But, um, yeah, it's a, a very exciting player to have with us. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> really looking forward and to watching him play straight away yeah absolutely um, which is pretty cool um so simon who do you want to talk about of the of the newbies um <laughs> just just one more thing on the joel cooper thing and, and you say you know why is nobody else doing it you go back to the sort of the 60s 70s 80s probably into the 90s as well every every club was doing it you know every championship league one you know or whatever it was division one team back then had a kind of nucleus of British players, whether it would be Scottish or Northern Irish or Republic of Ireland. And, and even somebody like Roy Keane, you know, came over to Forest from from a you know an Irish team. It was it was a, uh, same with Scotland. There were there were good players there. It's not like all of a sudden they're not producing any players. It's just that they're kind of it's almost like they've gone out of fashion. It was a bit more well, well you know we'll 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 scout the European leagues or the Scandinavian leagues or or France was very big for a while and it's kind of like well the, the players are there you know they're clearly talented players out there and it's I, I it's great that we're doing it I mean there, there's definitely a, you know a, an opportunity to pick up players from leagues that perhaps aren't quite as fashionable yeah. as, as, as the European leagues have been recently. Yeah, but we have also signed someone unknown from Feyenoord. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's from the Republic of Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I get your point. I get your point. Um, right. Okay. So, do you want do you want to do one of the the longer names? Uh, like, I, I'm thinking that we call one of them Daryl. I I just think it makes more sense. It is Daryl, isn't it? Which one? Uh, Dylan. 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 Oh, do you know what? We'll, we'll edit that. Simon. We, we could call him Daryl. Yeah, let's call him Daryl. I'm, I'm got... sure Nick Harris will call one of them Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> I've got hot dogs on the mind. That's the problem. Uh, right, uh, Simon, it's up to you. If you want to make me look foolish, don't edit that out. But I'd really no, no. like it if you did. Well, I'm going to talk about Sean Clare. He played more of the, more of the game, I think, yesterday. But I, no, I was I was impressed with with him Sean Clare he did he did sort of did, kept things nice and simple he looks quick um he looked good on the ball lots of first touch passing um especially and and I guess there's that kind of he, he's been brought in because Sam Long didn't have much in the way of competition towards the back end of the season and but I thought Sam Long last night first half was was exceptional you know we, we're kind of bringing in players because we perhaps throughout the summer have said oh we need full backs definitely need a right back and Sam Long showed last night that actually we've now 
clearly got two very good right backs in in the in the club. Yeah, um, I, I mean, according to the commentators, he was Oxford United star man in the first half, um, which is purely a link to talk about the commentators. <laughs> uh, so I don't know who wants to take this one. Um, uh, I'm guessing, Pritch, you didn't um, listen to it because you were there. So, no, Dale, was... do you want to... Sorry, I was at the other end of the uh, press box. So, no, I uh, yes, I, I'm probably the, the worst person to ask for this one. Uh, yeah, uh, it was... Um, it was unreal. Um, yeah, Dale, Dale, take us away with this one. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I know what you're saying. It was unreal. But then at the same time, it was on a Crystal Palace TV. It was on Crystal Palace TV. So, you know, on one hand, it, it wasn't like Sky Sports when it was the, the playoffs and they were, you know, clearly clueless. They were <laughs> They they were clueless, but <laughs> it, 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 it it was for Palace TV, you know. So they yeah, I think the we're... people the people watching it didn't really have an interest in us. Obviously, it was a bonus that we could watch it, of course. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, I I do think that yeah. we're spoiled with uh with Radio Oxford, really. I yeah. think that's what it showed because although they're BBC and they should be impartial and rah rah rah, a lot of local radio stations aren't impartial at all. And I don't know, it just, it just, it was the, coming up to the end of the first half, when one of them was practically crying because the ref wasn't booking people. It's like, well, in a league game, they would be booked. Yeah, but in a league game, we wouldn't be about to make seven subs, would we? I don't know, it was... It was it was yeah. a bit like um, sitting next to, obviously, Mark Bright is a fan, you know, he's played for the club and he's involved with the club, but it's like... It, he, he sounded like he was at a game and you're just recording somebody sat next to you going, go, Wilf, Wilf, play it. Go on, go on. Oh. <laughs> and it was that kind of commentary rather than any explanation of who the players were and what they were doing, which I guess is, you know, like like um, Dale said, it, it's Crystal Palace TV. So it's it's not, they're not catering to a, an audience of, of neutrals particularly. Um, but it was quite funny. Yeah. Um so um other new signings um we've got uh well let's talk Liam Kelly um because we obviously had him last season but not fully fit um and he he never seemed to sort of reach fully fitness but still you could see his potential like the free kick at Newcastle obviously and a few of the touches in in some of the games he played and then everyone knew he was um, he was training with us, and then it turned out when he signed for us, he hadn't been training with us, <laughs> which <laughs> quite a good turn of events. Um, but uh, Liam Kelly, are we happy to have him on board? Uh, I'm going to vote yes. I think I think he's um, probably because of the the central midfielders we have, he's probably a squad player. But I think he's one hell of a squad player. Um, so Fraser, you can talk about that because you can't talk about the game. So. Yeah, I've seen this guy before. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think we've got to be happy with that. I, actually, one that quite surprised me as well. I just I didn't think that would happen. Um, I don't know if I thought it was wages or I just thought he maybe might, he might find his way into the championship. Um, but um, yeah, I think we've got to absolutely be happy with that. And and again, a bit like Joel Cooper, he comes with such high praise from um where he's been before but there's also seems to be a hint of he's never quite reached his potential um 
from from what you hear uh, uh, fans say, clubs he's been at before. But um, yeah, simply living on. I don't know if everyone else does this, but as soon as we had lockdown and all that, just kept watching highlights from the season. And that yeah, that Newcastle game was uh, <laughs> was one of them. So yeah, I, I think I've watched his free kick about four hundred times or something. But um, yeah, if he can just do that four hundred times, that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely, I I thought. There was less chance of him coming to us when um, when Cameron Brannigan signed his contract yeah. extension because I kind of felt if Brannigan goes, then Liam Kelly's a kind of almost a ready-made replacement. They're quite similar types of players, you know. They're, they're kind of box to box, but they'll also pick the ball up off the back, you know, the back four or the goalkeeper and, and spray passes around. And I thought when Brannigan signed his contract, I thought hmm, maybe Kelly then won't be coming. I thought, but you know, like you, Fraser more than happy to see him here. He, he looks a bit trimmer than he was at the end mm. of, uh, during last season when we had him. Um, and he's clearly a talented player and, and one that if he comes on as a sub for anyone or starts, you you, you, you know what you're going to get. And set-piece deliveries as well it's, was uh, was one of his, his bright spots. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something that um, Ford did really well last night as well. Um, mm. I think he's been sort of overshadowed in a lot of, uh, a lot of occasions when we get sort of corners and free kicks and stuff when you've got James Henry on the pitch or Brannigan or, you know, we've, we've got some strong players in that sort of situation. So it's, it was good to see. I mean, it's good to see more strength in that area. Um, talking about previous clubs, um, commenting on players, uh, one player that no matter who they signed for, I would have said, I think he's been found out at league one is Jack Payne. Uh, he's gone down the other end of the A420. Um, I honestly don't think I'm just being bitter with that. Uh, but it, but it, this is a very tedious link to ask Pritch. Because <laughs> you've got the um, the Oxford Mail thing each week uh, where you put in all of the signings that have come in and, yeah. and gone out of each of the League One clubs. Um, how many of those do you put in? And, and uh, have you put any into sort of that club or... Uh, another club that you feel will be sort of competing for promotion next year, and you've thought, ah, oh, they've got a good one there. That's that's hurt us. Or are you are you able to absolutely divide wanting Oxford to go up, and this is my job? Um, well, I mean, there are two other teams that can go up as well, you know. So that's you know that's that's fine as long as there's not too many that uh, you you sort of worry about. Um, oh, you've got it. I mean, you know, frankly, at this point putting signings in it's quite easy to detach yourself I, I think um, I mean the one club I would pick out I mean obviously uh, Lincoln um, uh, have been very busy and we know all about um, what Michael Appleton can do and they've got some interesting players from um, from all over the place really uh, so th- I think they'll they'll be a, they'll be much better uh, it's just whether they can they can gel quickly enough or whether he has a sort of first season that he had here where I think they're a little bit more organized than than that to be fair and the other one Hull mm-hmm. I think um I'm quite impressed with what they've done um they obviously they came down and it sort of everything was on fire but um they seem to have made some quite sensible signings there um so I mean you never know what's happening with what how how the teams that come down from the championship are going to handle it some you know clearly remain too good for it and and others uh really struggle to you know to adapt sometimes it takes a couple of months and then they're okay I remember 
think Blackburn did that the season they came down and you know sort of mid October they were nowhere and then ended up um, going up automatically so uh, I would think you know with the way the summer's been at Wigan I don't think you know they I think if they were top six I think that would be a, a miracle but you never know um, but Hull I think yeah I've got a sneaky feeling they'll be all right yeah it, I, I think I, I, they sort of came from nowhere in the relegation battle to me I, I hadn't been watching much of the championship stuff but all of a sudden they were stuffed 8-0 and then they were just dreadful. I don't, I don't know what had happened before then, but they'd never sort of seemed to be a team that that could go down, and then they obviously did. Um, and then you've got other other clubs that were in League One last season. Gillingham and Blackpool seem to be just signing players for fun, and I, mm. I can't work out if that's just a let's get everyone in and, and make it gel or if there is a bigger game plan there. Well, Gillingham, I mean, that's a classic Steve Evans summer. I don't think he's ever signed single-digit players in in a summer ever. It's just there's always a lot of churn there. I mean, they, you know, and and it it can be real hit or, hit or miss. I haven't sort of seen them sign anyone that, that thought, oh wow, that's a statement. I mean, obviously, we'll keep an eye out on Alex McDonald, um, yeah. who is one of my favourites, but uh, hopefully he does well. Um, the uh, who was the other one? Oh, Blackpool. Blackpool. I think that's a really, you know, that's another one that could go one vote one on two ways because obviously there's a new new manager uh, in there as well. Um, yeah, I think they've. I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that that's really blown me away. But then the, the manager there does have sort of really good links with the academy systems up in the northwest, so you know they could easily unearth some some gems that we, none none of us have heard of. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they could they I'd I'd think they'd be top half, you know. Um, yeah. Um. Well, we'll we'll find out sort of soon enough, and <laughs> um, I can't believe that we're just over a week again, a uh, week away from the season. Um, that's that sort of blown my mind that all of a sudden it's here. Um, right. Okay. So a couple more signings to do. Aussie your your Aussie your. I've only ever seen it written. So <laughs> this is. Uh, is that how it's pronounced? I mean, you've got it on Wikipedia, so that's not going to help, is it, Simon? <laughs> no. Um, uh, he has uh, scored a couple in the the three games in three days. Um, do we sort of take those with a pinch of salt, or do we think actually we can read into this? Um, let's uh, let's go for Dale again. Yeah, again, I mean. I'm sure we'll get to it later and in terms of where we could improve the squad. And I think, obviously, I don't want to jump the gun, but I think up front still one of them positions because I think really, Aussie, your, however, however you're going to pronounce it. <laughs> Let's see what Nick Harris says and then we'll go with that. <laughs> and um, and the other chap, Dylan Osunganyi, um, you know, are they are they going to be in the mix or are they going to be loaned out? You know, if they're both going to be loaned out, then. That leaves Taylor and Aggie, um, which is fine. You know, two strikers is fine, but I feel we could do with another one. So it's it's whether KR keeps, you know, one of those two guys or, or keeps them both. I don't know. But, you know, they've, they've both scored in pre-season. And like, like you've already said, you know, you can't look too much into pre-season. But um, I know Robinson's keen on the on the lad from MK um, by the sound of things, which is quite reassuring. But... Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I don't obviously I don't know what the plan is with either of them. I know they're both both quite young, obviously as well. So they might need some game time elsewhere. 
Yeah. Um, obviously, losing Mackie as well. It's not just uh, that that position. It's that dressing room um, personality. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's let's do that. Let's um, try to find out where we think we still need a couple of players. I think we should go to Pritch first because mm. he can guess i've just i've just done inverted commas in the air and actually be bang on in the next few days and we might find something out so pritch where do you think we need to to fill um well just going just going back 30 seconds i think i think we all have to be careful not to expect too much about from those two guys straight away um i think they are both seen as punts and uh slash ones for the future you know i i don't i wouldn't be surprised if one or both of them. Well, I think Dylan probably is more likely to go out on loan, but um, uh, you know, and maybe give see what they're like in the trophy and, and go from there. But um, I wouldn't um, read too much into how they've done so far. The and that feeds into the next question, which is, yeah, I think they definitely need uh, something else up front. Um, I just think you, you know. You look at Matty Taylor's appearance record last season, which was pretty good, but Carl seemed to be pretty reluctant to play him Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You know, he did alternate him and Mackie a lot. Um, I know that was uh, Taylor came in not quite fit and then he got injured and, and whether it was ever a case that he ever quite had the chance to get fully sharp. I, mean, I think he'll play probably more often this time around because he's had that full pre-season. Um, but I just think, you know... Take him out if he gets a knock and we lose him for two months. Suddenly the cupboard looks a little bit bare, in my opinion. Um, I know people are very keen on on Aji and he he has shown in in bursts um, what he can do. But you have to think: Do you you know do, is he someone they can rely on week in week out if Taylor's not there? Um, I don't. No, no one knows the answer to that because he's only started one league game. Uh, it might, he might, you know, it might be the making of him. Um, but I would, I would want one more definitely, and may, maybe a sort of um, Brown, Marcus Brown type in terms of. That's not a hint, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, someone... Pritch promised us we would get Marcus Brown. <laughs> so someone who could, who's pretty versatile, you know, could play anywhere, any of those three positions uh, up front. Um, so someone, someone's comfortable wide as, as they are going through the middle. Um, I would think that would be a Premier League loan type. Um, that's I think that's where the most likely uh, scenario is, and then those those ones tend to come a bit later. Yeah, I, I think um, it, lots of people have talked about getting Holland and Brown back. Uh, mm. I I I thought Holland was very good, but not necessarily consistent. He would go missing in games, or maybe mm. even for the whole game every so often. Uh, I think Brown at the end of last season reached a point where he was too good for us. Uh, so I can see him yeah. sticking in the championship this year, um, which is obviously like fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, those are the positions I would, I, I'd probably go more of an out and out winger and a striker, but essentially, yeah, if that, if that winger can also play down the middle, then, then that's good because as it is, we've got players that can switch uh, in and out of those positions. Yeah. Um, I think um, just to uh, um, sort of one that's sort of easy to forget because he wasn't around in the second half of the season. I think I've been quite impressed with um, Rob Hall so far, and I think mm-hmm. if you, if he's fit, you know, and he okay, he's not going to play fifty games for you, but if you can get 
25, 30 good games out of Rob Hall this season. Um, I think he's he offers you something different to what they've already got. And I, I think he's a, he's a real asset. And it, he's, he's scoring record is pretty good. He's pretty versatile. Um, yeah, I've been, I mean, uh, he's someone everyone around the place likes. He's got, you know, he's such a, a good guy uh, and has been through the ringer. So, you know, everyone would be is willing him to do well. But I think he's, I mean, Carl mentioned before the playoffs, even though he couldn't feature, he was training, they, they were sort of paying for him to do the tests so he could be around the place, sort of with a view to him being sharp now. And I, I think he's looked like that. Um, he certainly looked like that yesterday um, in terms of that second half team he was probably um, one of the standout players yeah he seemed to have his pace back uh, and mm. he, he didn't lose his finish at all when he came back and played in the checker trade games yeah. or whatever they were last year leasing <laughs> trophy or whatever uh, he still had his finish on him but didn't necessarily have that pace but he was outpacing Premier League defenders mm. yesterday, which was brilliant to see. Um, so, yeah, I completely echo that. Um, other than those two positions, uh, Fraser, Dale, Simon, anyone think, actually, I think we need this. Obviously, if Dickie goes, there's talk about the replacement. I reckon Atkinson's our man, though. Um, mm. yeah. yeah, that was going to be, I kind of made a note of that. If, if, Dickie goes, then I think you're right with with Elliot Moore and Rob Atkinson. You've got two players there who who are definitely ones for the future. Obviously, Elliot Moore's been playing a you know last season for us. Rob Atkinson one for the future, and I think you perhaps look at a Premier League loan there of a player who's not getting you know nowhere near the first team, perhaps at a Premier League club, but has the quality to play at our level. So. Who, who would come and perhaps not play every game, but would be there as a backup. So it, it's not then going to sort of prevent Atkinson and Moore from developing and really going on and fulfilling what potential they've clearly both got. Yeah. Um, the, the other one who sort of stood in similar light yesterday was Jack Stevens. Mm. Um, he, it wasn't just his shot stopping. Um, there was one moment in the first half where the ball came through and the striker was chasing it down and he came out and controlled it. We've seen Eastwood flap around that situation before. And Eastwood's a brilliant goalkeeper, but it was really nice to see someone who was confident enough to go, I'm doing this and just do it. Yeah. Mm. And and you're right what you said there, Liam. Eastwood is a brilliant goalkeeper, but I don't think think any player should ever be allowed to acquire the status of... um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you can't you you can't attack not attack them you can't criticise them in any way, um, and I think some fans sometimes kind of veer into that slightly. I know we owe him a lot. I get that. I know he's he's worth a lot of points to us, but uh, I just think I don't know. It might be controversial here. I think his playoff performance was slightly disappointing. Um, is that fair to say? Um, and I I don't know. I don't think we should be scared to to say. Is Stevens the better option, or will he be fairly soon? Is that is I think that terrible? Should I run now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's it's difficult because experience is so crucial yeah. to goalkeepers. But then the only way you get experience is from playing games. So you've got it, it's a real vicious circle, which we obviously saw with Simon Eastwood, who didn't get any experience with us, went away, got experience, came back, and it was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Why weren't we playing him yeah. when he was younger? Yeah. Um, so I, I I can see your point, but I I do sort of value <laughs> experienced 
uh, goalkeepers, even if they catch the ball outside the area against Carlton. (laughs) That just won't leave your mind, will it? (laughs) Never, never. I mean, when that sort of thing happens, Pritch, do you just like, right, everything I've written now (laughs) is pointless? Possibly, yeah. um, Well, you certainly delete half the stuff you've written because you obviously need to make room for for what's happened there. I mean, what I see basically almost in line with the, the edge of the penalty area at that end and yes yeah, so I knew straight away what he'd done um, mm. but obviously it gave Stevens a chance to come in and make his debut and he made that wonderful save clawing it out like um, David Seaman against Paul Pesca-Salido that time and, and it, it did you know it, the, the, I think you know Jack Stevens is 23 now um, he needs to play games one way or another um, so if if it's it's a it's always a tricky one with a, with an up and coming goalkeeper how you manage them and you know it happened with Max Crocom and it never quite happened and then have to go off and find someone you know go somewhere else to play um, he needs to play twenty odd games this season and if that's not at Oxford then they need to find a good good loan for him um, at, at a good level because. I think it's a tricky one. He has come back in 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 and done really well. He, he was excellent against Oxford City. I know I keep mentioning players who've done well in preseason, which is goes against my rule. But um, <laughs> he made some good some excellent saves. Uh, I think he, you know, Carl obviously at last season got in um, Jordan Archer, didn't he? When I think a lot of people thought that might be his Jack's moment. Um, so at that point, he didn't feel he was ready. Has he seen enough this time to to think? You know, if 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 Eastwood, uh, I mean, I fully expect Eastwood to start the season. Um, uh, but it's at that point, how do you, you know, do you do you play Jack in all the cup games, and you know, that could be ten, fifteen games. Mm. Um, well, I don't know. It's a tricky up, situation. Has he stepped up because last season when Eastwood got in, when Eastwood got injured, he called in another goalkeeper. So Jack Stevens now has to go, fine, I'll up my game even more. So you will pick me in that yeah. situation. So was that all just a game plan? Um, oh, or well. am I looking into it a bit too much, maybe? <laughs> I mean, who knows? We'll credit Carl with you know that sort of foresight. Um, why not? Uh, I mean, it's certainly a chat. I mean, he would have certainly talked to him about it and said, you know, show me you can handle it. Um, so, yeah. I mean, he, what, he can only have been impressed by what he's seen so far. It's just, is it enough? Like you say, Eastwood um, is very experienced and has a lot of, you know, a lot of credit in the bank. But um, yeah, it's a big decision. Right. OK, so um, you've obviously talked about uh, the the preseason a fair amount um, more than you normally would. Is that a hint that you think it's been an impressive preseason? Um, yes, with the the caveat that everything I say now it could well be you know completely wrong come FC Wimbledon. The, the point of pre-season is about getting fit and not getting injured, and anything else is a bonus really. I mean, I think it's good that the by and large the attacking players have, have all scored. Um, the non-league opposition obviously are coming in. Uh, undercooked so I don't think there's a great deal you can and and the the win made those games a little bit of a farce anyway at the training ground um but you could you know I think in in terms of what you can reasonably expect from them at this point I think it's been it's been fine that doesn't mean they'll start the season well in just as if they ever you know if they're getting torn apart by Banbury it doesn't mean they'll start the season badly it um you know if if it doesn't really matter what happens between now and, and next week as long as 
people stay fit. I mean, you'd obviously want to get a few more minutes in people like James Henry's legs, but um, you know, I think he's he's one that Carl won't be too worried about because he'll know how to he'll he'll know he's experienced enough to to manage him. Um, but yeah, it's a that's a long answer of saying yes. I think it's it's all fine so far, but it in reality it doesn't mean much. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think I think we've seen pre-seasons that have we've won all the games against the um, the lower league opposition and then had a terrible start. We've had them where we've won them all and then had a, a terrible start. We've had where it's completely the other way round. We've had a brilliant one after a terrible pre-season and and so on. Um, and and you can't read too much into it. But you know, down the road, lost four three to. <laughs> non-league opposition i just yeah don't read too much into it but it is funny when it happens um so uh dale what are you what do you think is the biggest thing that needs improving going into next season um uh, like personally i feel finishing off from set pieces um but yeah feel feel free to go with whatever you want is there something from oxford's game you just think if that improved we'd be you know, that many points better off. I mean, pardon the pun, but yeah, set pieces, you've hit it on the head there. Um, <laughs> if, um, yeah, I think if we'd have scored from corners and a few more free kicks last season, you know, we'd have probably finished in the top two when the season had finished, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I just think, you know, obviously we don't know how they're going to line up this year. Obviously there's been a couple of changes or whatever. Um but, you know, if we if we play the same style of football as we did last year, you know, I can't see too many problems and I don't think we need to make too many changes. I think it's just, <clears throat> you know, we scored plenty of goals. We were tight at the back. It's, you know, it's just maintaining that, in, in my in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, sorry for the boring answer. I just, no, I think... You know, bit build from last year and that's, you know... I think last season was a really odd one because it was such a great season and because of realistically the last 20 minutes of the last game it it didn't feel good at the end of it but if we could have that exact same season again but play well in that that last sort of 20 minutes half an hour and you know get the payoff in it with i mean it was just kind of fairy tale stuff a lot of the stuff that happened in the cups and uh, even just getting to the playoff final and and to look at that season and be disappointed with it is amazing, really. So if we can see the same entertaining stuff but have a different result, perfect. Um, Simon Fraser, we're going to do a sort of more preview-y to the, the next season as opposed to talking about the pre-season and the signings and so on. Uh, we'll do that next week at some point. Um, so in the meantime, um, Dale, thank you very much for being on. Um, thank you. Pritch, when are we back on match of the day? What's happening? <laughs> I mean that it was one of the highlights for me last season, just being pitch side talking and everyone going, Well, it's Shearer and Appleton and Pritch and I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> I think it's probably the most nervous I've ever been. Uh because it really snuck up on me. I was absolutely fine. Uh they they emailed me on the Monday um and yeah i was yep fine that sounds you know that's a proper bucket list thing you know when are they ever going to ask me to be on that again um and they're fine you know they came came and got me took me down obviously with with you met kelly summers went out on the pitch i was absolutely fine and then they turned those big lights on 
and, uh, and then you can see yourself in the screen. And then the worst bit was when the guy handed me the mic and then said, sort of pointed, that's your mark. And basically face your body away from everyone and you can only move your head from now on. And at that point, that's all you can think about. I mean, I, that, I, in your line of work, that's probably second nature. But um, yeah, that that wasn't um, that wasn't the best thirty seconds of my life. <laughs> then, then they go live, you know, and you have to sort of talk words at people. And um, yeah, it was very. Um, well, I'm glad I did it, obviously. But uh, yes, it was quite a, a traumatic <laughs> build up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's brilliant just to have the stills that we got from the yeah. from the day and like. I think maybe um, next time we're both at an away game or whatever, we'll grab a pint and we'll talk about it. Because I, I suspect any viewers won't be as excited about this as we were. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing to to do that. Um, we obviously have standard questions that that any guests have. So Dale, you've had this before, but um, so uh, full English breakfast, breakfast, beans on or off? On, but oh. you use the sausage to. You know, it, as as Alan Partridge says, you use the sausage as a breakwater. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to, Fraser, it, like you're dead to Fraser now. That's what. <laughs> but, but, but I think that's a fine answer. Um, uh, favorite biscuit. Okay. Well, I need to know if this is allowed or not. Um. So if you I, say Jaffa cake, no. No, no, no. It, but okay. where do we sit on cookies? Does does that count or not? Um. Right. Okay. Uh. It depends what cookie. Well, it's the Fox's chocolate cookies, the ones that have the, you know, the quite thick ones. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I'd whether say that counts, it says cookie in the, you know, otherwise a um, golden crunch cream, please. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's good as well. I, that's good oh, as well. you're yeah. talking about this is good quality stuff. How much do they pay you at the Oxford Man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to eat them. I just sort of look through the window. <laughs> have read some reviews. Um, and uh, finally. Um, sort of things that annoy you that really shouldn't um so yeah uh fraser i normally go go to you with this yeah but i always forget simon's which really <laughs> which is, is which the... is weirder than mine i think yeah i yeah. think so so go on simon what's your thing that annoys you that really shouldn't bonnie langford and it's, it's, so she's done nothing you know it's not she's not a bad person is it? you know we're not we're not talking about sort of mass murderers or despots or yeah, anything like yeah. that she's a perfectly nice actress lady but there's just something about that annoys me and it shouldn't yeah. i've never met her she's never done anything nasty to me why why her out of any other actress it's just one of those things yeah. And it shouldn't shouldn't annoy me, but she does. See, see, I feel that one day she's going to tell Fraser that his shoes undone. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, oh wow! The world would end. Yes. See, this, see, this is it. See, see, Dave. Before you answer, you don't want to stray into people who are loud on public transport or something that everyone oh. finds annoying. It's got to be something that you shouldn't annoy you, but it really does. Yeah, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Are there, yeah. And the one that has popped into my head, which. Um, sort of irritating me today is just, is just the sheer number of passwords you have to remember these days in terms of yeah, you know accessing true. anything you know i've just changed my work you know you have to update your work one every now and every three months or whatever and i spend the next month trying to you know looking into the air trying to click in my fingers to remember what the what the next one is mm. um it just and you spend your life 
then getting you know saying you've forgotten your password and you have to go and get another email and reset it it's just <laughs> yeah. yeah that is yeah driving. i completely yeah I, th- I think that is a fine thing to be able to, like essentially they're there to protect you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so they really shouldn't annoy you but they are incredibly yeah. especially when like you've got your your passwords or whatever and like some people have a different thing for everything some people Mm. use the same thing for everything which is risky some people have five or six that they do in between but and then suddenly it's like oh no hang on you need to have a a punctuation mark in there as well it's like well that doesn't fit any of my yeah yeah oh yeah so i'm I agree. You've annoyed me now, actually, just thinking Sorry. about it. If I can, if I can just add one I observed earlier today, or from the last couple of days, um, and I, I sound like such a miserable sod. I'm sorry, but like English League Two and like maybe conference clubs who are doing jokes about Messi going to their clubs. Right, you've done that. We've done that. Stop doing that now. I've seen that joke. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Well, the, the, the fence ended that earlier, but it's because <laughs> yeah, but, you know it's because there's a picture of one of our players training with him, so it's just well, an yeah, excuse works. to use that, that picture. That works. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, but also, I'll I'll point out the the Port Vale Twitter account that launched their away kit with Messi's face on it, uh, and then the slogan was "You come for the oat cakes and stay for the away kit." And it's actually a really good ad, and it got picked up by a few different things, um, because Staffordshire Oatcakes are huge up in in that area. I do panto there, so so I've experienced the oatcake phenomenon that is Stoke. Um, And it also gave me a good excuse to respond to the Twitter account with a picture of me on Match of the Day. Yeah, yeah. Just going, yeah, you think you're big shot, mate? Because I'm grounded. Um, right, okay. So, once again, thanks very much for coming on. Um, thanks, guys. Dave, uh, I've gone back to Dave now. Uh, That's fine. I know who I you're talking you about. I believe you have a message uh, for someone. Oh, yes. Uh, hello, Tim. Yeah. Oh, hi, Tim. Hello, Tim. Hi, Tim. Very, hi, Tim. We went, do you know what? You're a professional man. You went formal. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, Tim. Uh, so, um hi, Tim. Yeah, that was not, we'll all do it. We'll, we'll work out harmonies for next time. Mm. Um, right, okay. Uh, and uh, everyone else, uh, thanks very much uh, for listening. Thanks, Dale. Thanks, Pritch. Thanks, Fraser. Thanks, Simon. Um, thanks, Liam. And, thanks, Liam. Oh, thank you. How unprompted. Uh, thanks for you got to pretend listening. you weren't expecting flowers. <laughs> well, if you're going to send them, send them. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. 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 Right, I've got to admit, had to record this separately. Um, only the second podcast we've decided to make sure that we say like and subscribe, um, and I completely forgot. Um, so last time um, we, I set a, a mad target because I had no idea how many likes or retweets we would get. We got fourteen, so let's let's get. 20 likes and do retweet this like and subscribe um and hopefully um we can get our listenership up and it will just add sort of reputation to the club as well awesome well thanks very much